And we are back for Thursday Night Football. Once again, we have a million dollars up top. In this video, we're going to break down the shutdown slate with the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. Welcome, guys. My name is DK. And I cover content for, for Daily Fantasy Sports as well as player prop sites. Uh, the sponsor of this video is Parlay Play. They are a player prop site. They do have NFL uh, props. They also have uh, MLB, WNBA, esports, basically every sport you can think of. Um, you can win up to 75x your money here on Parlay Play. And uh, they already have a fair amount of props uh, posted for uh, week two, a good amount of props already for the Thursday night game. So if you guys are interested in signing up, you can use the link down below for a $100 deposit match bonus, um, or you can use the code DKDFS. Um, but if you guys do sign up with my code, hit me up on Twitter and I'll get you a free month of my uh, Patreon uh, player prop package. We yeah, excited to be working for with uh, Parlay Play. If you guys are looking for more content uh, for DFS or for player pop stuff, you can always check out my Patreon linked down below. Had a good week one for myself. Um, we kind of recapped everything in my um, week two mainstay videos. Check that out if you guys are interested. But quickly going over my shot lineup from Monday night. Uh, was a, was a solid night. Uh, went to Garrett Wilson captain with Allen Diggs, Dalvin Cook, Zerline, and Hardy. Um, so yeah, uh, 3x on money, nothing crazy, but uh, nice to get a W on the board. Hit on Jets' money line, hit on 2-2 Atwell, all receiving yards. So like I said, it was a good, very profitable week one for me, even though I missed in the main slate because of Lamar Jackson. Um, all right, so let's take a look at the odds here for this game, and then we can kind of get into the player-by-player player breakdown. Uh, so let's take a look. Um, money line currently, uh, Eagles are about minus 300. If you take a look at the spread for... Um, Minnesota and Philadelphia, we got about uh, a seven-point spread the Eagles are favored by. Um, six and a half on DraftKings, and I do actually like Eagles to cover here, six and a half. Um, so I'll most likely be placing this on DraftKings. Uh, and what you guys are looking at here, too, it's the Odds Jam Sportsbook screen, where um, it gives you, if you wanted to bet on the game, it gives you the best odds, which book offers the best odds. Um, so right now, it's currently uh, DraftKings, six, minus six and a half. Um, if you take a look at the uh, total points for, uh, I believe it's what, 48, 49. Uh, yeah, about a 49 over under. So there are projected to be a fair amount of points scored in this game. Also on this other screen, I have the uh, fantasy optimizer here. If you guys play on prize picks or underdog or parlay play, right? Um, they give you the uh, you know percent chance of a prop to hit. So the right now up here, you have the uh, taco for Justin Jefferson, but a couple of props that... Um, the optimizers liking is Dallas Goddard over four receptions and Justin Jefferson over seven receptions. I do like that Goddard play. The Eagles uh, came out, Nick Sherrini came out and said that they want to give Goddard the ball more. Um, if you guys are interested in signing up for Odds Jam, you can use the code DKDFS for 25% off your first month. Link in the description below. Okay, so uh, let's get into the player-by-player -player breakdown. And uh, we'll start off with Minnesota. So at the top, you have Justin Jefferson, 12.4K. Um, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to spend a ton of time here. You guys know he's going to be a good play. He's going to be popular. Massive ceiling. I mean, 150 yards last game on 12 targets. Clear go-to guy. Um, this is a game Minnesota should be playing from behind as well. Um, the Eagles could be out. With, the Eagles could be without their number two corner. And keep an eye on that. But um, either way, uh, I think Jefferson's a great play if you can afford him uh, with a massive ceiling. And uh, here I should I probably should uh, hold on. give me one sec. I was gonna bring up 
I had it up on another, I had it up on this screen and then I closed it out. Um, the uh, snap counts and data and all that good stuff. So I wanted to talk about a couple things. I'm going to do that as we keep going. Um, Kirk Cousins is 9.2K. You know, he's fine. Obviously not really mobile at all. So you're going to really be lying on him through the air. Now, if you're into narratives, Kirk Cousins usually does struggle in primetime games. I'm not really a narrative guy. I think that's a very fish mindset, uh, is, is a narrative mindset when talking DFS or player props, right? Um, I'll just tell you guys straight up, that is, you do not want to think like that. You do not want to buy into narratives. But um, he has historically been pretty bad. I'm not going to put much emphasis into it, though, uh, with you know DFS or if I'm taking props. Like, I'm really not. Um, but yeah, Kirk Cousins, I think, is a pretty safe play. Uh, if you're playing cash games, you probably do play Kirk Cousins. Um, just because the relatively high floor uh, that quarterbacks do provide. Um, where are the Eagles? Sorry, I'm talking out loud right now, so I'm trying to bring up both these teams. Uh, okay. All right, now I got everything up on my end. Cool. Um, all right, Alexander Madison, 7.6K. So, Vikings could be without two starters on the offensive line, so not great for Madison. Um, what is good, though, is the workload for Alexander Madison. We saw... Week one, he played 47 of the 64 snaps. Ty Chandler only played 11 of the 64. That was it. So Madison was basically like a true bell cow back. Now, he didn't do a lot with his touches, right? 11 carries, 34 yards, three catches, and four targets for 10 yards. But if he's going to continue to play like close to the entire game and he's involved in the passing game, I'm going to have Anderson Madison. Now, the O-line does scare me a little bit. I do, uh, I do think this Eagles defense is solid, but... I think Madison, since DraftKings is a full point PPR and he's very involved in the passing game, does provide a relatively high floor. Plus, again, no real competition right now for running back touches. So Madison, I think, is, an, is a nice buy low candidate here uh, for the shit on slate. I think a lot of people will look at that week one performance and just cross them off. They're going to say, oh, you know, only got 34 yards on the ground and 10 yards to the air. Um, but again, the, there, was not, there was not much competition for touches. So Madison's the clear RB1 here for Minnesota. Even though there's some questions, the O-line, I think his um, pass-catching ability uh, makes him a, a, a pretty solid option here at that price point. Hawkinson is 6.8K, um, had eight catches on nine targets, only 35 yards, but he's very involved. Um, I think you could argue he's their, their second-best uh, pass-catcher on this team, and he played a good chunk of the game. 48 of the 64 snaps, ran 37 routes, so... Um, yeah, I think Hawkinson's pretty safe play in the mid-range. Uh, here's my take on the other wide receivers from Minnesota. You got Addison, who I think a lot of people will flock to. And you got KJ Osborne at 5K. Now, I do like the ceiling on Addison. I think he's a very talented wide receiver playing in the slot. However, I think the snaps are a little bit disappointing week one. Only 36 of the 64 snaps um, playing out of the slot. He was productive. He did catch that long touchdown, but... I think, actually, I would prefer K.J. Osborne to Addison. I, again, I think Addison's a little bit more talented if we're just looking at the, the, like comparing the two wide receivers. But it's opportunity thing for, for K.J. Osborne, who played 58 of the 64 snaps, almost 100% of the snaps, was targeted six times as well. So when you have Osborne at 5K, he's going to play close to 100% of the snaps, versus Addison at 6'4", who's going to play maybe about half the game. I'm going to give the edge to Osborne. And it'll be interesting to see where the ownership uh, gap is between those two. Is Addison going to be a lot more popular because of the week one performance? My guess is probably yes. And we see this all the time. People overreact to one game and they just look at the stats. They just look at 
the results, right? They look at the outcome and they say if a play was good or not based on that. And we talked about that in, the, in my week two video, how Brees Hall was an absolutely horrific play. Even though he got there for people, he was an awful play, played about 20% of the snaps, had a complete outlier performance. Um, and if you, if you pl- replay that game 100 times, um, that would definitely by far be, be- Brees Hall's best performance in the limited snaps that he saw, right? So, um, back to these receivers. I actually give the edge to Osborne over uh, over Addison. It'll be interesting to see. Ownership projections are not out yet. It's Tuesday. I'm making this video Tuesday night. But uh, ownership will also play a part in this. Um, my guess is you'll probably see Addison a lot more popular in low stakes and Osborne more popular by the, the high stakes players. Greg Joseph's 3-8. It's, like, I'm, never gonna, I'm not going to have any real strong takes in these kickers. Um, they're safe plays. You can play them in tournaments. Again, I played a kicker in tournaments last night. Um, they're probably not going to kill you. Um, they don't really have a massive ceiling, uh, but yeah, they're, they're pretty safe value plays, definitely cashing them options. You can highly consider them for GBPs as well. I'm not really on the Vikings D. Um, I would much rather play the Eagles D, um, Vikings D I'm just not really that confident in. I think the Eagles are going to come out on offense and be much more productive this week. So I'm not really interested in the Vikings D at 3.2. Now, can any defense get a pick six? Yes, it's possible. Any, any defense can get like a punt return touchdown or, you know, just, Random defensive touchdown, but um, I'm not going to be looking to the Vikings D for Thursday. Ty Chandler's 1.2K. I actually do think he's an okay punt play. He's the RB2. He's probably not going to get a ton of work. Um, if you look at the stats last week, he had 11 total snaps out there on seven passing plays. Um, he is a decent pass catcher. You know, if he gets one to two catches, that might be enough at this price point. So he's fine, um, but uh, again, was not super involved in week one. And then you got Josh Oliver here at eight hundred dollars. Uh, he had three catches and three targets. That is somewhat appealing. And the snaps are not bad on him. He played thirty to sixty four snaps, ran thirteen routes. The snaps were good, but the routes not amazing, right? Only thirteen routes. However, again, if you get one or two catches, that might be enough for this price point. So Oliver definitely viable as well. And then you have the fullback CJ Ham. I have to mention him. He played twenty two to sixty four snaps, ran eleven routes. Um, he's four hundred dollars. Um, I mean, he did have two catch and three targets. Like he is a decent pass catcher for a fullback. So um, he is playable in my opinion. Let's see. Was there anything else I wanted to mention? The third string tight end, Johnny Munt played five snaps, ran two routes. Um, there was, there was not even another receiver that played outside of Jefferson, Osborne and Addison. You did not see a fourth wide receiver play. So yeah, that's basically it for Minnesota. Let's move on to Philadelphia. So this Philadelphia team is pretty interesting. Again, I think they're in for a nice bounce back here on offense. Jalen Hurts, 11-4. I absolutely love him here. Um, good matchup against Minnesota. Is mobile. Again, I'm not putting too much emphasis into that week one performance. Almost all the top quarterbacks struggled. Like, it just is what it is. Um, much better spot here at home going against Minnesota. Mobile, like I said. I really like Jalen Hurts at the top. He's your very clear cash game captain, too, if you're playing cash games. And again, with, with part of my Patreon package, we really focus on roster construction and how to go about building lineups. We do cover cash games, and I talk about a lot, you know, where the optimal cash game build is. We talk about that. Then we talk about building those plus EV lineups and tournaments, ways to, to get different and uh, making sure, again, you are, uh, you're, you're building those plus EV lineups in large field tournaments. So if you guys are interested in that, again, Patreon linked down below. But um Outside of Jalen Hurts, you got A.J. Brown at uh, 10.6K, Devontae Smith at 9K. Don't have any super strong takes on either of these guys. I think they're both good spend-ups if you can afford them. 
Um, they're going to play basically the entire game. If you take a look at the snaps last week, uh, you had, uh, let's see, where is it? Devonta Smith played 65 of the 66 snaps. And um, where is A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown played 60 of the 66 snaps. So both have a pretty high ceiling. Um, they're both good plays. I would say if I had this, if, if you made me pick between the three spend-up wide receivers in the slate with Brown, Smith, and Justin Jefferson, I am going to give the edge to Justin Jefferson. But Brown and Smith definitely have somewhat similar ceiling, I would say, to, to Justin Jefferson. So the two main receivers here for the Eagles, I think both solid options. Gainwell, this is really important. This is going to change the whole slate if he does not play. So going into week one, I got ripped on a ton for saying that Kenneth Gainwell is going to be the RB1. Right, if you can go back and look at the comments, I said hey, I like Kenny Gainwell. Uh, if you look at the preseason data and you just kind of can read the tea leaves, he's going to be the RB one. I got a lot of hate for that. I got a lot of hate. Oh, it's going to be Penny. It's going to be DeAndre Swift. Very clearly, Kenny Gainwell. How about that, huh? Uh, but he's injured and he might not play. So take a look at the snap data last week. Kenny Gainwell played a majority of the game, forty-one of the sixty-six snaps. He's banged up. If Kenny Gainwell is good to go, I think he's a fine option. Now, the Eagles did say they do want to get the ball a bit more to DeAndre Swift, who barely had any touches in week one. Um, so if Gainwell does not play, here's what I think will happen. I think Swift most likely gets the start and it will be massive chalk. But I do think you're going to see uh, Dusty, Boston Scott, and Rashad Penny mix in. Rashad Penny was inactive, but if Gainwell's out, Penny will most likely be active. And then I think those three will be the backs uh, for week two. So very important news to monitor with the status of Kenny Gainwell. Um, if Gainwell plays, I think he's a fine option at the price point. Um, is involved in the passing game, was the clear RB1. If he misses, Swift, I think, becomes one of the best values on the board. Might be a bit overowned. Uh, and I do think guys like Penny and Scott would be viable pivots off of Chalk DeAndre Swift. Again, he would be, he would definitely be Chalk if Gainwell misses. But with the Eagles, and we've seen this throughout the years, the running backs, like, they can kind of just like switch it up week to week. So, um, yeah, I, I do think, again, some, uh, some of these value running backs we can definitely look to. Swift would be the chalk if Gainwell uh, misses. And then Dallas Goddard, 5.8K, did not have a catch, one target. Again, what did uh, Sirianni say? Um, we can't go a game without getting Goddard the football. Um, they're, I think they're going to try to uh, really force feed Goddard in week two. Um, the, the good thing about Dallas Goddard too, is you're getting him at a pretty nice discount off of those other, off the, the top receivers. And he's basically going to play most of the game too. He played 61 of the 66 snaps. So I really like Dallas Goddard here. I think he's going to be popular, but it's for good reason. I think he's one of the best plays in the mid range. Very, very high in Dallas Goddard. I do like the Eagles D to a 4.4. And this will be an ownership thing for what I want to do with the Eagles D. I, and again, ownership projections not out. If the, if the Eagles D is going to be like 30, 35% owned, I'm going to fade. Um, and we've seen it back-to-back showdowns now where the defenses have absolutely smashed. And, you know, we, we, a lot of the field usually like, kind of looks at what happens and, oh, they assume it's going to happen again. Um, so with, with the defense, defense is a high-variance position. Um, but, again, what I want to do with the Eagles D in my tournament lineups is going to depend on where their ownership projection comes in at. If they're going to be relatively low-owned, the Eagles D, I'm going to be much higher on them. If they're going to be chalk... I am definitely going to fade. So what I do, again, with the Eagles defense in tournaments depends on ownership projections. Same thing, Elliot, safe play. 
He's going to be more pop. If you're going to pick between a kicker, Elliott's going to be much more popular than the Vikings kicker. Personally, if I was going to play a kicker in tournaments, I think I'd rather go to uh, the Vikings kicker. Like, for example, Zerline. Uh, let me see if I can find the ownership. So I like, usually, unless the, the kicker is like a huge dog, I prefer playing the lower own kicker if I'm going to play one in tournaments just because kicker, like, picking fantasy score is kind of random, right? It just is. So I'm, I'm very curious, like, what was... Okay, yeah, so Bass, right. Bass was 22% in this tournament, and Zerline was 13%. They're basically the same play. So you might not think that's that's a huge difference. It's pretty big. That's pretty. So I'm always going to give the edge to the lower-owned kicker in GPPs. So if I was to play, I do think that um, Elliott's a bit safer. Again, the Eagles are favored by seven. But I do think if I'm going to play a kicker, I actually would probably lean towards the Vikings kicker. Swift, so if Gainwell plays, I still think Swift is in play. He only played 19 of the 66 snaps. Um, but if Gainwell misses, then Swift becomes a really, really good value. So, well, again, we'll modern status there, Gainwell. I do think Quez Watkins is another interesting value play. Now, we've seen this last couple of years. He's getting a lot of opportunities, but not really doing a ton with them. Um, so last game, uh, he played. 52 of the 66 snaps and ran 33 routes. So he's cheap. He's going to be out there for majority of the game. I think he's a decent value play. I don't think you're going to expect a ton from him, but you don't need a lot from him at the salary, and he's going to have the opportunity. So Watkins, I think, is a solid value. Boston Scott, again, was not out there for for, for a lot of time. He played, um, where is it? I should filter this. Oh, it's probably easier. He played uh, eight of the 66 snaps. Um, I actually think... If there's no if there's no gainwell, I would actually rather play Rashad Penny over Boston Scott for cheaper. Um, so yeah, give me Penny over Scott if there's no Kenny Gainwell. And then Alamade Zacchaeus was the very clear wide receiver for. He played seven of the 66 snaps, or again, Watkins played 52. So I have a pretty tough time getting to Zacchaeus unless we get some sort of news that he's now jumped ahead of Quas Watkins in the depth chart or something. The tight end, too, was Jack Stahl. He's $200. Um, he played 13 snaps, ran five routes, I guess, in a Millie Maker type format like this one. You can consider him, but that's really it, I think. I don't think there's anything else I wanted to mention for the Eagles. Um, yeah, so the big news, as we talked about a few times, is Gainwell. That's going to change the whole slate for Thursday Night Football. So keep an eye on it. Again, Tuesday, he missed the practice. Wednesday practice is going to be pretty important for whether or not I think he'll be able to give it a go or not. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for the video. If you do enjoy the DFS content, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I'll have another video up talking some player props I like probably tomorrow for this game. So uh, make sure to check that one out as well. But other than that, enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll see you guys all in the next one.